0: ladies and gentlemen good evening and welcome to the idiots guide to sports where we clue other idiots in on what is happening in the sports world you can catch us once a week on anchor and spotify it is thursday night and i am tj with me as always is lizzie lizzie how we doing
1: I am doing good. How are you tonight?
0: I'm exhausted with a capital E. It's
1: been a long Hold week. That. been a long week. That sucks for you. Not for me. I've only had to work two days, so it's been amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure. Let's see. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the wild, wild card weekend. Couple Is it wild, though? There are a couple games that were good. The rest were absolute blowouts. So it doesn't look like the expanded playoffs are working out too well.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of an atrocious, uh, mess of a wild card weekend. I was pretty disappointed.
0: We will pick our games for this week, with the divisional playoffs going on, and then we're actually finish today talking about the NBA. Yay. Yeah, that sounded real enthusiastic coming from the Kings fan.
1: Well, when your team's been crap for 15 years now, why would I be any, have anything to be enthusiastic about?
0: There was There was so much pain in your voice there. I, I'm, I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, it's been a sad world being a Sacramento Kings fan.
0: Uh, we'll start with the games from uh, last week, though. We'll start with the Monday night game. The Rams absolutely dominating the Cardinals. And Yeah, that was
1: just atrocious. How embarrassing.
0: Matt Stafford, 13-17, 202 with two TDs.
1: Yeah, Sonny Michelle, 13
0: good. carries 58, but I think the huge story is Cam Akers coming back from an Achilles injury. How many months months has it been since Cam Akers got hurt?
1: Didn't he get it hurt in July? Wasn't that the... I believe it was July that he got hurt.
0: Five months. Yeah, July 20th. That's insane. An Achilles injury. That's like if that was basketball, it that, that might be career-ending. Didn't, wait, didn't Kevin Durant have an Achilles?
1: Mm-hmm. He tore his Achilles.
0: Yeah, he came back too, man. Look at him.
1: Well, and didn't, didn't Clay too?
0: Mm-hmm. I want to say yes.
1: And then he had that knee injury?
0: I, I want to say you're right on that.
1: Yeah. I believe Clay, yeah, he did the Achilles first and then...
0: Yeah, he tore. No, 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 no. he told in game six uh, of the uh, finals. Yeah, which and then he had knocked his, him out for all kills. of 20. And then he tore his Achilles when he was getting ready to return.
1: Yeah, he was doing like pra- he was like practicing. That's in, insane. With like he was doing like pickup, get, like style kind of stuff, and then he tore his Achilles. Yeah, that sucks. That'd be a horrific two years just back-to-back decimated injuries. Like It would just be awful.
0: Kyler Murray, 19-34. Did not look good. 137 yards, two interceptions. Cardinals didn't really have much of a run game either.
1: That's what I tell people. When you do not have a complete football team, you are not going to get very many places. And they didn't have a run game, and you can't expect Kyler Murray to dig you out of a hole without very much of a receiving core. So, I mean, he was like going to Zacherts pretty much every throw.
0: Odell Beckham Senior for GM of the Year.
1: Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he had a very good game. Very, very Four good. Four
0: catches, fifty-four yards, and a touchdown.
1: Yeah. That's impressive. He's looked very, very good. A change of scenery was what he needed. He did not fit well on that Cleveland Browns offense.
0: I mean, teams are going to be looking to take away Cooper Cup. So, I mean, basically everybody – I mean, not to say Cooper Cup was shut down. He had five catches for 61 and a touchdown. But still, they're going to be looking to spread the ball around, and OBJ's been the beneficiary of that. Well,
1: exactly. Well, and they're going to double – you know, double – cooper Cup, so that leaves the man-on-man coverage with the rest usually so they're gonna you know they, they they basically would like rather someone else beat you than the number one receiver on that team so it only makes sense but they just couldn't get their offense going turnovers killed them that interception that he threw the pick six was absolutely atrocious he should have never thrown that ball should have just taken the safety So, yeah, it was just a very, very bad game. They just looked very undisciplined, and they just did not look prepared, and that's kind of what shows with a very, very young team with the Arizona Cardinals and without their best receiver in DeAndre Hopkins.
0: All righty. Steelers and Chiefs. We all kind of saw this one coming. Steelers didn't really deserve to be in the playoffs and absolutely proved it against the Chiefs. Yeah, Beated, got beat forty-two to twenty-one for one. <laughs> Mahomes I thought, had like, five TDs. I was a
1: Jesus. Yeah, I was a little hopeful in the beginning, because I'm like, oh, they're like coming out fired up. You know, T.J. Watt had that, you know, um, what fumble recovery for a touchdown. So I was like, their defense may be able to keep them in this game, but their offense couldn't get anything going. So I think their defense just got tired out and kind of went downhill from there. And they're the Chiefs, so. They just have such a creative offense. It's just, it's almost sickening to watch sometimes because they just like have no fear and they literally, you know, can just basically throw like to any person and it'll make a play.
0: So I know CEH has been hurt for the Chiefs recently. So I bet for Daryl Williams to score a touchdown, not knowing freaking Jarek McKinnon, the ghost of Vikings running back, Jarek McKinnon. 12 carries, 61 yards gets all of the freaking rushes. Like, I don't that's know why who, don't who, who saw that coming.
1: Yeah. That's why I don't bet on things because they always do that stuff to you. Once you bet, put a bet on someone, like, they disappear like it's nothing.
0: Yeah, that's enough of that game.
1: Yeah. Niners
0: and game. Cowboys. This was certainly an interesting game. <laughs> especially towards the end where yeah. everybody wanted to blame the ref for not getting out of the way
1: well i mean there's just no excuse for that offense to do what they did even in the beginning of the game i mean they were down what 23 to 7 most of the game besides when they got on that little you know run so i mean with the offensive weapons they have i mean there was no excuse for them to crap the bed like they did
0: I mean, also Um, running a quarterback sneak with, what, 10 seconds left isn't usually a smart thing to do.
1: Yeah, and what was working for them so well is they were throwing it to the sidelines and getting out of bounds. So it's like, why wouldn't you just continue to do that? I mean, if they would have done one more throw like that, they would have been in a good amount of position to throw a couple to the end zone. So yeah, the play calling was atrocious. And I think that's probably going to question a lot of people's minds because now I haven't really seen Kellen Moore being requested for a head coaching position since all of that. So That's a I fair think, point. I think that kind of shows people that it doesn't look like he's maybe ready to uh ready to be a head coach in the NFL. And Jimmy I sure as G, would not want him.
0: Jimmy G was nothing to write home about through a pick, 172 yards on 25 attempts. Elijah Mitchell went from not starting in the beginning of the season to 27 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown in a playoff game
1: yeah he had a very good game of course steve o. samuel had a very good game That ten guy rushes is really 10 rushes yeah they're using him very 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 well he's 72 become...
0: yards td
1: yeah he's definitely become i was happy i had him on my fantasy team this year because he uh he, he won me some games so that was nice to see um but yeah, I mean, that game, the Cowboys just have no excuses that it should have not been a blowout to begin with. I mean, with their what they were like the second ranked offense in the entire league. So with most, you know, like point scored a game. So just I mean, obviously, the 49ers defense is very good. That's no question. But their cornerbacks are like wishy-washy sometimes. So I feel like they just I don't know. And then Amari Cooper, I mean, he had that one touchdown in the game, but. He just looks so like he doesn't want to play football, honestly. Like that guy just looks like he is just so uninterested in being on a football field. So it'll be interesting to see because there was reports that, you know, they may look to, uh, you know, cut him this off season to save some space on the, you know, salary cap, which would make sense. I mean, why keep a guy if he's, you know what I mean, not very much producing for your team. So that'll be interesting how that plays out.
0: Also, oh, how do you get? Two holding calls on defense, on running plays.
1: Yeah, I've never understood that. I don't know how defensive, yeah. I,
0: I just, I don't understand.
1: Well, and two, the Niners got lucky that they didn't lose that game. Because let's be real, if the Dallas Cowboys would have scored, all they had to do is just get the extra point. The game would have been over. They would have won. Right. Like, it was inexcusable for the Niners to blow – They almost blew it too because they got that false start. The game would have been over if they got that quarterback sneak. Game over. Done. Right. Finished. But you're freaking I don't remember who did the false start, but like that's inexcusable. You can't have that shit happening. Not in a playoff game. Not in a loser go home situation. So yeah. That was only one of the interesting games that happened this weekend.
0: It definitely wasn't the Bucks and the Eagles, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'd like to hear you uh, admit that you were wrong there because you were like, I think everyone thinks this game is going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a lot closer. Than well, I also be...
0: thought it was going to be dumping rain, which it wasn't.
1: <laughs> well, it did like, towards the end, I think, a little bit. but.
0: But yeah, I definitely was wrong about mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. I'm still not sold on the Buccaneers, though, since they're missing all their weapons.
1: Well, I mean, they still have um, Mike Evans. Might so.
0: get Fournette back this week as well.
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't count him out. It's Tom Brady. He somehow makes things happen, and we've seen how that goes. So I hope not. I really hope that because what they play the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. So I'm hoping that we somehow maybe get an upset. That would be nice. It
0: would.
1: Because I don't want to see another, I don't want to see the Buccaneers as like in a Super Bowl again. No, thank you. Uh
0: from there, Bill's Patriots. This is where we shined on our predictions, Lizzie.
1: Yeah. But that game was trash too.
0: It was, but it was fun to watch the Patriots get the absolute piss beaten out of them.
1: I know. But I'm like hoping that. The Buffalo Bills didn't waste all their energy on that game and like actually go into this um, game against the Kansas City, City Chiefs a little more prepared this time. and it's hopefully that's a really good game. i'm I'm hoping that's a good game.
0: Josh Allen, five Tds. Devin Singletary,
1: two Tds. yeah, that's insane. Josh Allen is playing on another level right now.
0: Everybody trying to tell me Mac Jones is God.
1: I think he'll be good, but I mean, we have to remember he is a rookie, so.
0: No, let me win. Let me have this. Let me have this win.
1: No, you're not going to have that win.
0: Because I surely didn't get it from the
1: the Raiders.
0: (laughs) The Raiders losing to the Bengals 26-19 to on a painful final play or Derek Carr through an interception at the goal line
1: see and that's the thing that absolutely frustrates me because on a final play your season is on the line you have one person in the end zone and Brian Edwards who is the worst at getting separation like I'm pretty sure he's the bottom of the league you have your two best receivers in Darren Waller and and Hunter Renfro running curl routes, not even anywhere near the red zone. And then you have Zay Jones in double coverage. Like, what are you supposed to do there?
0: Also, Josh Jacobs only getting 13 carries on 83 yards.
1: That's also unexcusable, too. You have been doing so well. He was running the ball so well, unfortunately, getting pretty much every big gain he would get, it would come back for holding. But when it's working, you're still like you still gotta go for that run game. So it's like that should have been you know what I mean? Like Yeah. It just was frustrating to watch. I was just like, What are we doing? This is the worst game plan. I mean, honestly, we were lucky that we were even in it because of the mental mistakes that we were making earlier in the game. So our defense definitely did their job, kept us in that game. But
0: definitely killed the run game.
1: Five Mixon only had forty eight
0: runs or forty eight
1: Exactly. But you have, you know, five trips to the red zone and one touchdown to show for it. I mean, that was just very, very inexcusable. So, I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around on that offense, but people continue to still want to blame Derek Carr for that. I've The stuff I've heard, like in some of these things I've been listening to from other people, the stuff I've heard about like the red zone like the reasons why the red zone was being bad just is honestly laughable like yes Derek Hart is to blame for the red zone not producing 100 percent. he deserves blame in that but he's not the only reason why it's crap
0: the play calling for sure definitely Questionable. lost his in the red zone
1: it's terrible like absolutely and um yeah. especially on that last play like that's you know, people are like, why didn't he just auto blow out of it? Or it? like, it's like, okay, like, can we just like admit that it's just absolutely terrible play calling? Like Greg Olson is clear as day. He's terrible at it. Why do you think John Gruden called plays? So yeah, that just was inexcusable. And the oldest that,
0: coordinator in the league, oldest offensive coordinator in the league.
1: Yeah. It's just you know, in 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 a game where it's like you're you lose and you're going home or you win and you're on to the next like round like we don't have time to play here so you need to like get your crap together and the fact that we did no attempts in the end zone on those three plays that we ran just absolutely inexcusable and for that self and then why we spiked the ball on a first down when we could have easily got off a play like that's also not like excusable like there was just so many situations on that final series where it could have went a lot differently. And I feel like we could have made it a lot better. And, you know, I like there's just no excuse why one throw isn't in the end zone. There was literally not one throw until he got picked off pretty much. That was like right at the goal line. So that was just a tough way, a tough pill to swallow the ending of such a up and down season. But honestly, I mean, in the end, like, I was sad, but, like, I'm not, like, as heartbroken as, like, you know, like, it was because, for one, like, all the stuff we went through, no one expected us to be in that position in the first place, so. It
0: felt good to stress the fuck out over a playoff game for once.
1: Oh, it did, but I was just like, you know what, like, I'm gonna enjoy it, it sucks, we lost, you know, unfortunately, but. Like, hey, like, we got there, especially, like, after the season and everything that went on and the start, you know, being 6-7 and and then somehow pulling those wins together and then going into the, you know, playoffs. And that's the thing, too. Like, we went into the playoffs at 10-7 and as a fifth seed. Like, we didn't just benefit from being a seventh seed. So, like, we definitely earned our place there. But, unfortunately, our young offensive line – cost us on some things and you know Peyton Barber with his stupid mistake that he made that definitely cost us you know good field position so I mean there was just a lot of things that unfortunately went wrong for us but I think they have to be proud of you know that they stayed in it to the end and competed and honestly like everyone's so hyped about Joe Burrow like yes Joe Burrow is good like no question about that but like the Cincinnati Bengals did not look good like With how many mental mistakes the Raiders had, like they should have been blowing us out. Like, let's be honest, like we should not, we should have had no business even being in that game that late in the game. So that's more credit to the Raiders than it is to the Cincinnati Bengals because honestly, I think they're going to get bounced the next round. I don't see them making it past this next round.
0: Well, we're going to have a spirited debate on that later, then.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Um shoot. So Raiders probably have the biggest offseason in their franchise history this offseason. Who do you think is coming back?
1: I mean, it depends. I mean, we have some good pieces on defense, especially we still have people under contract like um Unique Ngakwe, Denzel Perriman are still under contract for another year. Um, Casey Haywood's actually going to be a free agent. I don't see him coming back, unfortunately. I would love to re sign him if possible. Um, but I think if Gusper Adley goes, then Denzel Paramount, or I'm mean, sorry, Casey Haywood would not re sign. Um, offensively, Zay Jones is going to be a free agent, and he really came on at the end. I mean, he had some really good games, so I would love to see him get re signed. Um, Derek Carr is obviously the big question.
0: Zay Jones just can't be your featured receiver in the offense, man. I just.
1: Oh, no, he can't 100%. But he can definitely be a reliable target for you. Right. I mean, there's no question about that, especially if we had like a bigger, you know, like we had a bigger threat with Hunter Renfro. So obviously they were doubling Hunter Renfro, they were doubling Darren Waller. So that gave the guy an opportunity, you know, to run with zay jones and get him some catches and i mean the catch that he had on that touchdown was awesome and you know he was a couple you know throws across the you know the middle of the field he had some nice catches there um brian edwards i just he's not he hasn't definitely
0: been a disappointment so far
1: he has unfortunately i mean he can catch the ball that's the thing but i just he's not getting open and that's another part and then foster moreau He's been very, eh, because he just, like, he has some flashes where he can catch good passes, but then he fumbles. And, I mean, that kind of stuff, I mean, really can't take place. So they definitely need to clean that up in that regards. But, obviously, the biggest question is going to be Derek Carr, whether Derek Carr is going to be with the Las Vegas Raiders next season.
0: Coaching staff, what do you think?
1: Well, obviously, with the rumors out there, um, everyone's you know, saying Jim Harbaugh But there's rumors that he's not leaving Michigan There's rumors that he's is leaving Michigan So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out I hope they interview I mean they've been interviewing and doing their due diligence um, I'm really not liking the people they've interviewed so far Like I think that's weird that they Are interviewing the linebackers coach And Jared Mayo from the Patriots I but heard his name
0: everywhere
1: Yeah but it just, Everybody just, and their
0: grandmother was interviewing him
1: yeah, that's just a weird one to me. Like, I feel like there's other other ones out there. So I'd like them to interview like... Well,
0: he also was a defensive coordinator for them as well. He he was uh, helping with those duties as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we just, I don't know. We need some, a coach that's a proven winner, and which Jim Harbaugh is. Like, I mean, there's no denying that. Um, I'd like them to see maybe interview brian flores as well um you know i mean there's a bunch of coaches out there that obviously you know have some talent and would be good a good fit for the team obviously rich versatia he deserves an interview at least but i don't think he should be retained as a head coach like if they if the new coaching staff wants to bring him back as a special teams coordinator i would be all in for that but i don't know how that would all play out because it's like he's basically getting demoted again but um and which kind of bums me out because there hasn't been any like requests to speak to him from other teams so I mean that kind of says something you know in regards to him being a head coach I mean just his game you know his clock management little things like that he obviously wasn't very good at so that's you know important as a head coach um but I don't know it's it's going to be interesting I I honestly think it's going to end up being Jim Harbaugh I mean that's just my opinion and I think that would be a smart hire um, especially if he brings Vic Fangio for defensive coordinator over. Um, I like Gus Bradley. I think he got our defense in a better spot. I just don't think he's gonna get us to that like better level because he just plays too soft coverage and his zone coverage and not blitzing in certain situations. And I mean, there's just a lot of situational stuff that I'm not a fan of Gus Bradley. Fair we'll enough. See. We will see.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Should we move on to this week's games then? Yes. Uh, Bengals at the Titans. Bengals come into this beating the Raiders. Uh, Titans had a bye last week, but this week they get back Derrick Henry for the first time since week eight, Lizzie.
1: That's huge for them. It's really, really huge for them. You don't seem
0: to be a believer much in the Bengals.
1: No, I'm honestly not.
0: So I I take it you're taking the Titans in this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be at home. I feel like their crowd's going to be super lit. I don't know. I just, I really like Mike Mike Rabel. I think his coaching staff has done an awesome job with that team them getting back Derrick Henry is going to be huge in that regards. And I don't know. I just feel like I mean, yes, Ryan Tannehill's like not the greatest quarterback and he's not the flashiest. And you know, he's not going to give you five touchdowns like, you know, Joe Burrow or like a Josh Allen. But I don't know. I think I think they're going to end up stealing one.
0: Am I surprising you when I say I'm taking the Bengals?
1: No. That doesn't surprise me.
0: I feel like I I, I just I, I, just got a feeling. I, I can't explain it. I got a feeling the Bengals got a shot here.
1: I mean, they for sure have a shot. It's I just, just I just be don't believe blowout. in
0: the Titans. It's more so I don't believe in the Titans than I believe in the Bengals. I, I don't like their offense whatsoever.
1: That's fair. That's very fair. I mean, I thought they were going to be more atrocious when they lost Eric Henry, but they still... Held it together, and they still, you know, found ways to win, and obviously ended up with the number one seed. So,
0: Niners at Packers.
1: That's going to be a tough one, I think. The Green Bay Packers. I think they're too good for the Niners. I
0: I want to pick the Niners, but just for the upset. But
1: I don't think I don't think they can pull it off. Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo with that defense with the the Green Bay Packers, I just don't see him yeah, doing very well. Yeah, I agree.
0: Well. I'll take the Packers as well. Uh, Sunday we got Rams at the Buccaneers. Who you got?
1: Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, as much as I want the Los Angeles Rams to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I just don't see it happening. Um. I don't know. Matthew Stafford is so wishy-washy, too. So I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to still get that one.
0: I am going to take the Rams in this one. You might say, oh, he's a Tom Brady hater. That's why he's picking the Rams. And yes, you're absolutely correct.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's justifiable. But I just Tom Brady in the playoffs is for some reason like a whole different animal. So it's hard to it's hard to go against the man.
0: I kind of wanted to see what you thought about the final game on the slate. The Chiefs and the Bills game is in Kansas City.
1: I don't know. With how the Buffalo Bills have been playing these last few weeks, I I think they had a really good shot of going in and upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: I honestly feel like the Bills might end up running away with this game.
1: I don't think it's going to be a runaway, but I for sure think it's going to be a good game. I hope, and I I think the Buffalo Bills are going to pull off an upset.
0: I I agree. I think the Bills are going to win as well.
1: I hope at least.
0: So, give me your Super Bowl then.
1: My Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm hoping it's the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say.
1: That's my hope for a Super Bowl because I would definitely watch it, one, because it's teams that you know we haven't seen in a long time. And two, yeah, it's just not, you know, obviously a Tom Brady-led Super Bowl again because I can't stand. I wouldn't be able to stand that.
0: I mean, we've been standing it for 20 years.
1: Yeah, no, I can't do another one. It's too much. We need some new life. Like, come on, let these other people get in the Super Bowl.
0: Well, from there, we are actually going to turn our attention to basketball for a change. Um, I wanted to specifically talk about the trade deadline. I want to give you a couple names, and I want to ask you... If you think they will be traded, and if you do think they're going to be traded to what team? So I want to, I, I I'm going to I'm going to butcher this. How, how do you pronounce Sabonis' first name? Demontis.
1: I think it's Demontis. Demontis. De no, Demonte Sabonis, I believe.
0: Okay, what do you think about him?
1: Um, I think he's for sure getting traded. To what team? I don't know, because I haven't really seen his name like linked with any other teams other than the Sacramento Kings. Um I don't really know who else would need him or want him.
0: One little wrinkle in that he did sprain his ankle against the Lakers and did yes. miss tonight's game with that injury.
1: Yeah, they said um, it was a high ankle sprain, so he's probably going to miss some time. So that also might affect a team trading for him. Um, But I don't know. Maybe it won't. I mean, it just depends. And then Miles Turner also, you know, he's in the same situation. He's also hurt. So that kind of stings their chances of maybe looking to trade both of those guys.
0: Well, let's talk about another one of their teammates. Karis Levert.
1: See, I haven't seen his name pop up in any I know he's like a they're wanting to trade him, but I haven't seen any teams linked to him. So I don't I don't know. I don't think he's gonna get traded. Unless he's part of like some kind of package deal.
0: He's on a semi-reasonable contract. He's got sixteen million this year, seventeen the year after that, and eighteen the year after that.
1: Yeah, no, he's, I mean, it's not a bad contract and he's definitely a a good player, but I just, I haven't seen any teams like inquiring about him. That's the thing.
0: Do you think he gets traded?
1: No, I don't.
0: Uh, I know your answer on this one and, (laughs) uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. De'Aaron Fox.
1: No, I do not see him getting traded.
0: Why'd you, there's a pause in there.
1: No, I just I I really don't. I mean, with the reports that are coming out, I mean, anything can happen, of course. And that's basically what the report. I mean, everyone's been reporting that, you know, Monty McNair has told Deer and Fox, like, we want to build around you. You know, like, I can't promise that you're going to be a Sacramento King past the deadline. But this is like what our plan is. Like, they've sat down. They've discussed it. Anything can happen, of course. But I just I think that they want to build around him and Tyrese Halliburton if they can. So, Fair no, enough. I don't think Aaron Fox is going to be traded. I think he'll still uh,
0: be let's talk about a Laker, Talon Horton Tucker. Do you think he gets traded?
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't know who would need him. I don't know who would want him. I don't really think anyone like wants anyone from the Lakers right now.
0: <laughs> He's 21 years old.
1: Yeah, but who needs... Who needs him? I mean, there, I haven't seen his he's name a, linked to On any a teams.
0: fairly reasonable contract for thirteen million.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. It
0: is he does performing? When you're...
1: Well... Go is ahead. is he like performing well enough to get a trade? Like, are teams you know like he's going to be a type of player that like a championship contending team would want to get? Not necessarily, you know, just like a team that like doesn't give two craps.
0: I I feel like he'd be a better, like, you know how Kuzma's been having a way better year? Mm-hmm. It's the LeBron effect. Once you get out of LeBron's shadow, you get the ball more and you get more comfortable. I feel like if he was on another team and got the chance to shine, he'd average 18 points a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's maybe true, but I just I don't see any teams like inquiring about getting him. That's the thing.
0: I just feel like with the trade deadline, a lot of these trades happen without the rumors.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at least like a lot of players' names have still been like brought up, you know? Like they're like, oh, they're definitely available for trade, or, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of those leaks come from like a majority of the agents of the teams um, and things like that. Or I'm not the teams, but the players. But, I mean, it just depends. I mean, it depends on who's needing things. I mean, you know, what they'll ask for in return. But the Lakers, I mean, they just don't have much to work with, like with their cap and stuff. So, I mean, they're kind of like in a kind of a crappy situation when it comes to that. So, it'll be interesting. But no, I don't think he'll be traded. I think he'll be stay. He'll stay put.
0: Last one I will ask you about would be the biggest name on this list, Mister Ben Simmons.
1: No, I don't think he's going to be traded.
0: Do you think he's going to stay put for the entire year and rot on the bench?
1: Yeah, he's going to – well, he's not going to rot on the bench. He's just – he's not going to be with the team all season. Um, no, I just – I mean, now there's the whole thing about, you know, maybe a trade with him and James Harden in the off season. Um So I think maybe – because Daryl Morey, he's being stubborn. I don't – I don't think he wants – He he wants too much – and the more he waits the harder it's going to get but i mean the more he, he
0: waits the less trade value he has
1: well that's what i'm saying but in a sense though he may get lucky with the whole james harden thing if they do like some type of sign you know sign and trade situation so i don't know it's it's so wishy-washy because they've been offered like decent packages but they're like turning them down so um you know cuz what detroit offered um What's his name? Grant. And then a couple of. That, o- that offer
0: was laughable.
1: But still, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it just the more he holds out, the less valuable he's going to get. So I
0: right. don't know.
1: But apparently, today, from what I've read, um, that Daryl Morey did like an interview. <laughs> I saw that. that. He, you know, like he was basically talking about the Sacramento Kings. Like, yeah, we basically you know, like, we have a deal that we could do and that we can get done. But it was like... Which I
0: thought was really weird because you never see GMs talk like that.
1: Exactly. So that was a little weird that he came out and said that. So I don't know if that was more of, like, a smokescreen kind of situation, you know, to get other people interested and involved, but I don't know. According court, like, the reports I've read, I mean, it sounds like the Sacramento Kings are going to try to be very, very aggressive this trade deadline, but... um. I mean, if somehow we can get a Ben Simmons without trading De'Aaron Fox with Terry's Halliburton, that would be awesome, but I just don't see it being a possibility.
0: Who do you think is the most likely king to get traded?
1: Um, I would say probably Harrison Barnes.
0: That's what I was thinking. He's yeah. on an expiring contract, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is, and he's just not performing to I like what we were hoping. So I think it's time for a change of scenery for him. I mean, I would really like him, Buddy Heald, healed Marvin Bagley. Most of those guys to get to get moved,
0: right? Yeah, King obviously. should King should definitely be the busiest team at the deadline. Yeah, Next I'm the, hoping... maybe the Pacers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping you know. I mean, there's so many teams out there, especially in the West, that are like. On the bubble. I mean, the Kings are the West history. is a
0: crapshoot. The West, everybody's got a chance.
1: Exactly. So it's like the Kings, as bad as they've been, they've just lost to the Detroit Pistons last night. They still have a chance to get like the play in. And that's apparently what Monty McNair wants. He's not, he said it in an interview, he's not tanking. So he's, you know, basically all in for the play in. So he needs to, if he's that's true and if he's wanting to do that, then he has to make those trades because this roster is not going to touch that plane. And if some miraculous miracle they do, they're getting just destroyed the first the first game. So it would just be an embarrassment to Sacramento. And that's another frustrating thing is we watch these other teams, um, you know, rebuild so quickly. Like, obviously, the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, they're an exciting young team this year. The Memphis Grizzlies are super exciting to watch. And they've done the rebuilds, like, That and the Sacramento Kings have been in this cycle for almost 16 years now. So it's very frustrating to watch as a Kings fan because we've never done that like full tank. We've just done like the let's just keep signing these role players that do nothing for us. And then we're just in the same position over and over again. So who knows? It's going to be an interesting trade deadline. I know I'll have my notifications on and I will be watching the waiting for a Woj bomb. Yeah, and I know one of our local um, podcast people, they're going to be live all day. So I'll probably be watching that their stream all day because they'll have all the the juicy details. So I'll be watching that as well. So we'll see. I mean, I was hoping we'd hear something sooner, but it just sounds like the closer and closer we we'll get, you know, it's going to be a day where everything's just, I think, chaotic and, you know, stuff like that. One player, though, that I've been hearing maybe available for trade is Dylan Brooks and which I don't understand why, because he's really good with the Memphis Grizzlies. But that's someone that I would actually really like, too, if we could somehow get Dylan Brooks on our team. He's a very good role player. Interesting. Yeah, he's he always kills the Kings when he plays us. I mean, who doesn't? But <laughs> he's definitely one of them that does. So it's like, if somehow we can get him on our team. I mean, we just, that's the thing. Like, with Deer and Fox, he needs shooters around him. And we just don't have that, unfortunately. Like, everyone's so streaky. Buddy he healed. like has good games, he has bad games. Terrence Davis, good games, bad games. Um, and then Harrison Barnes, he's, you know, absent. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, he's been hurt, unfortunately. So he just hasn't found his groove this season. Um, I mean, we just don't have those like consistent scores, unfortunately. So it's hard for, you know, anyone to be successful in Sacramento right now with the offensive output that we're getting.
0: Fair enough. Lizzie, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here?
1: No, I just hope that this weekend's wildcard games are better than last weekend because they were pretty much all a blowout fest, which I was super disappointed in because it's like it's playoffs. We got all the
0: seven seeds out of the way. It's all good.
1: I know, but sometimes I like that because it's like if a seventh seed sneaks in and then somehow they pull off, you know, like a miraculous kind of like situation. I mean, I didn't think the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but, you know, I mean... I don't think
0: the Pittsburgh Steelers thought they were going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Oh, no, not with what everyone was saying. But it just, you know, like you like those kind of stories because they're like the underdogs. So I always like to root for the, you know, the underdogs because it's kind of boring just seeing the same old teams, you know, kind of working their way back into the mix. So I don't know. As long as we don't have another tampa bay buccaneers and kansas city chiefs super bowl or like a 49ers and kansas city Chiefs super bowl like repeating i'll be happy i just don't want to see the chiefs or the buccaneers anywhere near that nope
0: fair enough uh we will be back next week once again you can catch us on anchor and spotify uh i am tj along with lizzie and i am signing off peace out bye We'll